What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Hope everyone is having a good weekend thus far. Got an exciting week coming up with the All-Star Game. Really, really excited for that. On today's episode, we are going to do part two of the Mountain West quarterback power rankings. Gave six through one on the first part of the episode. I just think that's, you know, what people wanted to hear about the most. Who was the you know, elite class who are the best passers in the conference. We went through that. If you missed it, go back and check it out because I'm not going to roll through them again because that's the whole point of creating content. Anyways, we're going to go 7 through 11 on today's episode. Looking forward to diving into all of that. Before we kind of start getting really into the thick of this, I do want to say I don't have Todd Santeo very high on my power rankings, but it's been a very small sample size. You know, obviously, It's really hard to come away with concrete opinions based on what we saw, especially if really all we have to go off of is 2020 because it's the wonkiest college football season of all time. I mean, CSU only played four games total. Santeo played in three, all of which, you know, he had to split reps with Patrick O'Brien. I mean, trying to come away with a concrete opinion on this guy based on three games in a year which they didn't have training camp. He's transferring in. They didn't have their top wide receivers for the first game. I mean, everything about last year was weird. And because of that, I just don't want people to take this the wrong way. I don't want them to take it as me ragging on the guy or me saying he's going to be terrible this year because I've said a couple times, I do think that the offense can be better than a lot of people are expecting. They just need him to really be average. I mean, you just, you know, don't turn the football over. I'll dive into all of it when I get on, you know, into him specifically, but I just kind of wanted to add that at the beginning here. This is not me trying to bash the staff with going with Santeo. I will say he's come off really, really well in all of the interviews that we've always, you know, had with him. He's he's been very poised. He hasn't run away from any questions. He's admitted he needs to be a better passer, uh, you know, potentially played through some injuries, all of that. And beyond that, you know, the coaching staff and all of his teammates, they've had great things to say about him you know, to an extent you have to take it with a grain of salt because obviously they're not going to throw QB1 under the bus publicly. That would be a very, very poor decision. But I, you know, the way they talk about him, it seems very genuine with their admiration. You can kind of tell when people are, you know, towing the company line when they're just saying what they have to say. That's not really the impression that I get when I've talked to other people about Todd Santeo, you know, his teammates. It it seems like they, they really do admire him. Steve Adazio, he's compared him to Tim Tebow with the way that he leads a team. And obviously, if you're getting compared to Tebow, that's a that's a pretty good uh, compliment when it comes to college football quarterbacks because Tebow, one of the most exciting college football quarterbacks of all time, played with a ton of passion, ton of heart, not the best passer of all time, but obviously, you know, had plenty of success, won Heisman, multiple national championships. You know, you don't need him to be Tebow, but if he is that type of leader, you know, it could be good things for the Rams. Anyways, I'm I'm already spoiling it, so I'll can dive into all of that. Before we do, though, got to shout out our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage, our presenting sponsors. You guys, it's stressful trying to buy a house right now, especially in Colorado. If you've attempted this process, you know you know what I'm talking about. It's absurd. People are just outbidding each other on the spot. It's loco. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off of this extremely difficult process. They're just going to alleviate so much stress, take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. 
As mortgage brokers, they are able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they are working with, not feel bounced around. They are proud DNVR members. They're CSU alumni, so you know that you can trust them. And I promise you they're going to work nights, weekends, whatever it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. Right now, they've actually got a fun perk for DNVR listeners. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, where you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you want to talk to somebody on the phone directly, ring my guy Mike up. Give him a call at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Ram sent you. Or you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Word, word, word. Let's let's jump into it here in just a second. Before we do, it's it's kind of a weird time for me right now. I'm basically moved uh, from Fort Collins to Lakewood, which has been it's it's been a weird transition. I'm I'm moving in with my girlfriend, which is really cool. Uh, we got a puppy together. You know, it's gonna be great as far as all of that goes. Lakewood is actually where I'm from originally. It's my hometown. Really close to my parents. Excited for all of that. But, you know, Fort Collins, it's, it's become, you know, my, my home. I lived there for eight years. I feel very, very sad. You know, I'm obviously going to be excited for the future, and I, and I love the situation that I'm in, and I love the company that I work for, and I'm still going to be in Fort Collins all the time for CSU practices, for games. My friends, I got family up there. You know, you can't get rid of me, Foco, not that easily. I'm going to be around a lot. Gas prices are going to absolutely kill me if they don't go down. I mean, I swear between that or the and the, uh, the stress of spending so much time on I-25, I'm probably <laughs> going to be a different person this fall, but it's just weird, man. It's it's weird to think about everything. How much has changed? I mean, when I moved up in the fall of 2013, I mean, just think about Campus West alone and how different that was. They've just, none of that stuff, the district, all of those you know, hoity-toity campus living apartment areas. None of that was there. Everything has just changed. The on-campus stadium, obviously, I mean, in, in 2013 wasn't even a possibility. So it's just, it's crazy to see how much Fort Collins has grown in the last eight years. It's, it's exciting. Part of it is a little sad to me just because I do think to an extent we're getting all of these, you know, just like generic town they, I guess they're supposed to be like luxury apartments, but they're they're cheaply made and they stack them on top of each other. And I get that you need more housing because, you know, the campus size keeps growing. You keep letting more and more students in. But I just don't want Fort Collins to lose what makes it special. You know, we don't we don't want to be Boulder 2.0. It's it's a different vibe. It's a different feel. It's a it's a tighter community. I mean, I've always loved that about Fort Collins. i whether it's, you know, like small business owners, neighbors, you know, just being nice to each other. I've, I've always felt so welcomed in Fort Collins and I hope that it keeps its kind of small town vibe, despite the fact that, you know, Fort Collins is not a small town anymore. It's, it's not 1990. It's the, uh, the growth in, in Northern Colorado has just been insane. Anyways, just being a little bit sentimental here. Um, I'm going to miss, you know, a lot of things. I'm going to miss being able to go to Jim's Wings on any night, you know. 
whenever I'm craving wings down in Lakewood, I'm just gonna be like, oh God, I wish I could have some gyms right now or Wing Shack. I mean, my friends are crazy. Carl's like, I just love Fort Collins. It's it's always gonna be my other home. And I'll certainly, you know, you won't ever be able to get rid of me no matter what I'm doing, but I'll be around a lot. It's just gonna be different. It's definitely gonna be different. You know, on an exciting note, I'm going to be able to do more stuff at the DNVR bar, be in studio, maybe meet some of you, you know, Denver Metro Ram fans. We're trying to expand that footprint. I mean, there's more CSU alum in the Denver Metro area than any other university. Let's get this DNVR Rams fam popping this fall. Let's, you know, if, if you like what I'm doing, you know, recommend the podcast. Have them check it out. Give us a five-star review on Apple. I'd appreciate it if you did. Currently got a 4.6 rating, which is pretty solid. I mean, I'm happy with that, but I'd love to get it up there a little bit. Let's get, you know, 4.7, 4.8. Let's see let's see if we can push that bar a little bit, push the envelope. But uh, I'm really excited for this football season, this basketball season, obviously. Just a, a lot happening, a lot of change right now. It's going to be going to be weird. Um, all right, I'm going I'm to stop rambling about my personal life because I'm guessing most of you don't care. Um yeah, let's let's just start with number seven. We'll go seven through eleven. We went six through one on the last one, so we're kind of changing up how we do it. But I think this is just more interesting. Number seven, I've got the expected starter at UNLV, Jordan Rogers, TCU transfer, former four-star player uh, coming out of high school, had offers from all over. You know, LSU, a bunch of SEC teams. He he ended up at TCU. He's the highest rated transfer ever for the UNLV program, according to 247 Sports. He's actually ranked the number 37 player in the entire country coming out a couple of years ago, number two quarterback. Dual threat guy, you know, he can sling it. He looked pretty good in cleanup duty versus San Jose State last year. But, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what this UNLV team can do because they've got they should have a pretty strong rushing offense. They got uh, Charles Williams coming back. The speedy running back has been really good over the last couple of years, uh, really in the conversation for the best mount running back in the Mountain West over the last two, three years. But they also have a, a pretty brutal schedule. I mean, UNLV, they open up against Eastern Washington. So much like CSU, they're playing a pretty good FCS team. They got it at home. That's an opportunity to like you know potentially pick up and I don't want to say easy win because, you know, we've seen what happens with FC, FCS teams a couple of times here in Fort Collins, but Eastern Washington, man, you can't take them lightly. Then they play at Arizona State on September 11th. Then they host Iowa State, and that that could be a little bit ugly. I think Iowa State is going to be really good. They're going to have one of the better rushing attacks in the entire country. They get their quarterback back. I mean, I yeah, that could be that could be a long one. So you're in a position where, you know, if you lose to Eastern Washington in, in week one, you're probably looking down the barrel of an 0-3 start. There are some questions about Arizona State, you know, some reports about uh, NCAA violations. We don't know, what, you know, how that's going to impact the entire locker room and all that, but it just feels like a tough game for UNLV to be able to win on the road. And it really doesn't get that much easier. They open up the conference slate at Fresno State. I obviously had Jake Hayner ranked really high. I think the Bulldogs are going to be a bull team this year. At UTSA, that's not bad. They host Utah State. That should be a win. Then they host San Jose State, play Nevada on the road, go to New Mexico, host Hawaii, host San Diego State, and host Air Force. So not only is it a tough stretch to open up the season with those first three games, but it's also a pretty brutal slate to close out the year. I mean, 
playing San Jose State, Nevada, Hawaii, San Diego State, and Air Force in the final six weeks. That's that's not easy, easy, especially when you have to go to Nevada and to Air Force. And those are two of the teams that I expect to be kind of in the top tier when it comes to the Mountain West this year. So just a, a tough schedule. I think UNLV is trending in the right direction. I think that, you know, Arroyo was a good hire. I think that they're they're recruiting well. You know, obviously having Allegiant Stadium should be a big benefit in terms of their and to be honest, I'm I'm going a little bit off of expectations. We haven't seen a ton of Rodgers, but what I've seen from his highlights, uh, from his high school huddle film, and the limited action we saw from him, I think I think he's going to be in for a pretty decent season this year. And I feel pretty confident putting him, you know, at seven. I don't think he's necessarily going to be like the top quarterback of the conference or anything like that, but it's going to give UNLV a dynamic option and, and give them to an option to run the ball, lean on play action, stretch the field, all that fun stuff. Excited to see what he does and what I believe will be his first year as the starter. At number eight, it's kind of interesting. This is where you start to get into the conversation for Todd Santeo. I actually put Tavaka Tuoti right above him, the New Mexico quarterback. I need to clarify he might not even play this year. He suffered a concussion his third of his career in the Hawaii game last year. Didn't get cleared for spring ball. Still hasn't been medically cleared uh, as of two days ago, according to the Albuquerque Journal. I don't know, man. He's a he's a guy who m- maybe should hang it up. You know, three concussions, that's, that's nothing to joke around with, especially when they're major ones. You know, suffered in football all in college, all within a couple of years. There is a decent chance he can't play. If he doesn't, if he does, I should say, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's an athletic quarterback. He improvises well. Uh, a guy, dual threat guy. But again, you know, he just, he has to stay healthy. I thought New Mexico was one of the most improved teams in the conference last year. Now, you wouldn't necessarily know it just based on the final scores, but they really were a lot more competitive. And if if you remember back to that Izzy Matthews interview, he talked about how in his opinion, New Mexico actually played harder than most of the teams they played in the Mountain West. I think they're a program that's just hungry for success. Toadie's a veteran guy. You know, this will be his fifth year actually with the team due to the the extra eligibility loophole granted by the NCAA due to the COVID-19 situation last year. And I just think if healthy, he's going to, you know, potentially have them in the conversation to make a bowl game. It's going to be tough, but their schedule, you know, it's, it's really not all that challenging. They do go to Texas A&M in week three, and that's going to be brutal. Uh, A&M probably going to uh, kick the crap out of CU and New Mexico, a couple of local teams. But other than that, you know, Houston Baptist, that's winnable. New Mexico State, that's winnable. At UTEP, that's winnable. You know what I love about the their non-conference slate? They don't have to travel very much, and that's that's a big deal when it comes to just rest and and getting off to a hot start, I mean, you start three and one, then you play Air Force, that's a little bit tough. But, you know, I, I think they've got a, a decent chance to contend for a bowl game if they can steal a couple of upsets. Obviously, you hope that's not on CSU's part. You know, the Rams trying to keep that winning streak going. But at some point, they are going to end it. And we'll just have to see. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that New Mexico CSU game, probably more so than I have in quite some time. But, you know, they could they could beat Utah State. They could beat UNLV. And if they do that, you know, then you only need to pull, like, assuming they start 3-1, and one, and that is a big assumption. But I do think they are better than three of the four teams that they're playing. If they, you know, win those three, you beat UNLV, you beat Utah State, 
you only have to beat one of Air Force, SDSU, CSU, Wyoming, Fresno State, Boise State. They'll definitely be the underdog in, in all of those games. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to pull one out and, you know, maybe go six and six this year. More than anything, you just hope that, you know, Toadie's okay. You know, it's it's always a, a rough situation with concussions. You know, you, I think back to Wes Welker and the NFL basically had to force that dude out of the league. You don't want a situation like that. You want these guys to think long term. Uh, but according to the Albuquerque Journal, if he's not cleared to play this fall, they're going to still honor his scholarship. He's going to be an assistant coach. If it's not him, it's going to get really interesting because they have seven scholarship quarterbacks. They actually played five different guys last year due to injuries. So a lot of different options for the Lobos. If it's not him, he is the best of the group from what we've seen thus far, though. All right, going to give you 9 through 11. Before we do, though, got to shout out DraftKings Sportsbook, which is not only America's top-rated sportsbook, but they're partners with us. We've got all kinds of awesome stuff going on. As, as far as, you know, they, they sponsor a lot of our explainer videos. They're sponsoring a bunch of all-star game content. We love DraftKings Sportsbook. We do a ton of work with them. And, you know, the, the great thing is it's just really easy to navigate. My grandpa can do it. If my grandpa can do it, so can you. There's plenty of instructions for new betters, nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends, my family, everyone, they're loving DraftKings Sportsbook. I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $150 in site credit. All you have to do is pick either basketball team that's still in contention, Phoenix or Milwaukee, bet $1. If they win, you're walking away with $150 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, UFC, you name it. We just had an awesome event over the weekend, made a little bit of money on that odds boost first round knockout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $150 in free credits. All you got to do is bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you're going to claim $150 in free credits. That's what the promo code DNVR at sign up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Solace Meds. We partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins off of College, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. They've already had some crazy sales this month. They had the uh, the biggest sale in store history for the 4th of July. On July 10th, they had a concentrate sale all day. So if you missed out, that's a bummer, but they've got sales for the rest of the month. So listen up. You can get 25% off all of Wana products. You can get 20% off all of O-Pen and cured resin cartridges, 20% off all of Green Dot concentrates and 111 rosin cones. You can get 20% off you head into the Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. You're also going to get 20% off your entire order. That's a big deal, guys. That is significant. On top of that, you're going to get that free Solace Bar or King Cone at the Wheat Ridge location when you mention DNVR20. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You can head to their website, view their menu, order online, and pick up at your convenience. Just head to 
S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Purchase from there. Make sure you use the code DNVR20 at checkout. You're going to save 20% off your entire order. Do not miss out on this awesome deal. Word, word, word. Shout out DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out Solace Meds. And of course, shout out our presenting sponsor, Chevalier Mortgage. All right, we are at number nine. So we're, you know, coming up on the end of our power rankings here. And at number nine, drum roll, please. Finally got Todd Santeo. He he struggled with accuracy in 2020. You know, there's no doubt about it. He has to be more proficient as a passer if this team is going to have a chance at success. And, you know, the thing is, it's it's kind of like Wyoming. I think the place, the pieces are in place. And, and CSU has a significant advantage when it comes to talent at the skill position, at least, you know, wide receiver and tight end. I'm excited for what David Bailey, the Boston College transfer, is going to bring in the backfield. You got Marcus McElroy and Vivens back. The O-line should be much improved. Everything else is in place. You just need Todd Santeo to be the guy that distributes the football, that values possessions. You know, he can't turn it over, can't throw interceptions, can't fumble. He's got to stay healthy, obviously. And beyond that, I mean, you really, you just got to get the ball in the hands of guys like Dante Wright, Ty McCullough, Trey McBride. You know, Cam Butler's coming back. They've got a lot of options. You can do some intriguing screen stuff with Vivens out of the backfield. You know, I I think if he's strong off play action, I think this offense is going to be deceptively sneaky. I mean, you basically just need Todd Santeo to kind of be, you know, like a modern Jake Plummer. You know, Plummer didn't have the best arm in the world. He wasn't a guy that was going to torture you with the deep ball consistently, but he had a strong enough arm to stretch the field to keep you honest. He was obviously really elusive, hard to bring down, and he was brilliant on play action. And I just think with what CSU should be able to bring from a run game perspective, because I think their run game is going to be probably the best it's been since 2017 when they obviously had a great year with Izzy and Dalen Dawkins. You know, I just, I, I think if he's basically an average quarterback, they're they're going to be at least fairly successful. The, the schedule doesn't help. You know, I, I've said it time and time again, Toledo's offense is going to be great. They just play teams that return a lot of talent. It's unfortunate that it worked out that way, but you know, I, I think he has a chance to kind of surprise some people this year. Like I already said earlier in the episode, he's won over the locker room. And, you know, kudos to him for doing that. That's big. If they believe in you, they're going to play hard for you. You know, I'm I'm interested to see what he can do. I'm not going to write the guy off before we've seen. I think he has potential to really, you know, shoot up these rankings a little bit. Let's say we revisit this at the end of the offseason. It wouldn't surprise me if I had Centeno more like, you know, number six, especially if what they bring works. You know, if he's able to, you know, rush for like four, 500 yards this season and, you know, throw for a couple thousand yards. I I think they can be better than expected. I guess that's where I'm at. I'm interested to see how it works. It obviously benefits him to have talent around him. New system could be a little bit tricky, but I don't, I don't foresee the offense changing all that much with Bud Meyer coming into the equation. At number 10, and I'm assuming that it's going to be him, Jordan Brookshire, San Diego State quarterback. I don't really like his game at all. He He's just not very exciting to watch, but part of it is also San Diego State's scheme. It just leaves so much to be desired when it comes to passing offense. Obviously, you know what they do from a ground and pound, it works. I mean, each and every year, you can basically put some money on San Diego State to win eight games, and you're probably going to cash out most of the time. It's not very fun to watch, but... I don't know. I just I don't understand how a campus in San Diego hasn't landed better QB talent over the years. 
I mean, you're living in paradise. I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's a really gorgeous campus. I get, it's got to come down to scheme, right? It's got to come down to elite passing quarterbacks coming out of high school. Don't want to play in a system like that. But even, you know, the transfer market, you know, Nick Starkle, you know, from Texas A&M ends up, ends up at San Jose State. Not that San Jose is a, a bad place to live either, but, you know, how does, how does a guy like that not end up at San Diego State, you know? It's just weird to me. The, uh, the thing about San Diego State is they're just going to play a pretty tough slate. And because of that, I, I just I don't have very high expectations for Brookshire. And I'm not going to like spend a lot of time just being like, this guy sucks, because I don't, I don't think it's all his fault. I don't think he's a very intriguing passer. Uh, but beyond that, you know, they got to play Arizona in week two. That's probably winnable. I mean, San Diego State, they, they're usually good for one Pac-12 upset a year. After that, they host Utah, and I, I don't see that going their way. I think the Utes are a great sleeper pick to win the Pac-12 this year. You know, they've consistently been the, the best team in their division since joining the Pac-12. Should be an interesting game between former conference foes. Uh, wrapping up my power rankings, I've got Jason Shelley at Utah State. And, you know, I, I'm assuming that he's going to be the starter again this year. Utah transfer, like the rest of the offense, really struggled last year. Only two passing touchdowns in four games. Uh, beyond that, only completed 51% of his passes. And Utah State, they've got a brutal schedule, man. I just, I, I don't see things getting better. Again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, go on and on about how bad he is. I didn't get to watch that much Utah State last year, but based on what we've seen, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be good. They start the year at Washington State, then they host North Dakota. That's probably a winner game, a winnable game. If you lose that, though, you're going to be in trouble because after week two, after playing Washington State to open. And after that North Dakota game, you go to Air Force, host Boise State, host BYU at UNLV. Maybe that's winnable. Uh, host Colorado State, you got to feel good about the Rams' chances in that one. Hawaii, they still have to play San Jose State and uh, Wyoming. It's just, it's not a favorable schedule for the Aggies. Obviously, they're a program in transition after just a really weird year. I'm not going to dive into that whole situation again with CSU, Utah State, Utah State not wanting to play and protest, all of that. Obviously, you know, if you're listening, you're thinking, you know, what about Air Force? I just, I didn't really see the point of including them into this evaluation. I think, one, I mean, it's it's hard to predict who's even going to be their starter going in, but beyond that, I mean, when you only throw the ball like five times a game, it's just, I don't not much, you know, Donald Hammond was a stud a couple of years ago, but, you know, running the ball is obviously going to be the foundation of Air Force's triple option attack. And because of that, it just seemed, it seemed kind of pointless to include them in this. So I did one through 11. Um, that's where I'm at. That's, that's my Mountain West power rankings for 2021 quarterback position. Looking forward to diving into more positions as we get closer to the season. All that fun stuff, dive into the schedule. And I just can't wait for college football. I was talking about that with my dad on the phone last night. We're just, we're the kind of guys that watch classic college football games on TV. You know, games you've seen three, four times already, but you don't care. You just watch it because you're desperate for a little bit of football action. I mean, I like preseason football even. That's that's how weird I am. If if there's football on TV, I'm going to watch it. And uh, thank God, man. Thank thank God college football is, is coming back. All right, that's all we have for today's episode. We'll be back throughout the week. Hope everyone enjoyed this. Thought it was a fun exercise. If you agree with my rankings, let me know. If you don't, keep it to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead and let me know where I got it right, where I got it wrong, all that fun stuff. You can always tweet at us at DNVR underscore Rams. 
or you can tweet at me personally at Justin T. Michael. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want.